Hello and welcome to Backyard Catch. This is Nick Roby. Thanks for joining me. So excited to be coming to y'all. This episode will be publishing uh, on the 24th of November, Black Friday. So I hope you've been having a great holiday, Thanksgiving with your family and loved ones and getting some good R&R or just at least get a little bit of a break with some people that you really care about. So hope this reaches you well. Super excited to talk with y'all about uh, some college football. It's been a full week over here. So, uh, you know, we look up and, and here we go. We got college football rivalry weekend. So a lot of teams are playing with their big rivals or big, you know, implications on the line. We've got college, you know, conferences, uh, title games are, are matchups are being decided. We've got playoff implications. We've got bragging rights throughout the year. I mean, for some of these teams, some of these teams, it's just they just want this over the rival. They want to be the spoiler for their rival getting opportunities like that we want to be just the bragging rights it's, it's a massive weekend and there's a lot to talk about so i don't want to delay it you know too much let's jump into it so as of this recording to old myth has already taken care of business against mississippi state 17 to 7 so i did have in the contest we were playing old miss was 11 and a half uh favorite so just barely missed on that one in a defensive battle so it was good for Ole Miss. They got to 10 wins. Um, it's interesting. I mean, they lost who they were supposed to lose to, and they beat other teams. So it is, you know, it's still a good year. I mean, 10 wins is hard to come by, you know, which is impressive, but they didn't have the margin that they thought I would. I thought they were better on both sides of Mississippi State, but Mississippi State hung around as a defensive battle, which was kind of surprising to me. But Mississippi State comes out on top of or Mississippi comes out on top uh, 17 to 7 in the Egg Bowl. So, and Ole Miss gets 10 wins. So, congrats to them. I want to also talk about two of the Friday night matchup before we get into the Saturday ones. Oregon State, the Beavers, who are number 16 in the country, uh, travel to Oregon, who's number six. Oregon is a 14 point favorite. This is 8 30 on Fox. So, this is a big one battle for the state of Oregon. This is interesting because Oregon is has just the one loss to Washington. So, if all things play out like they should, or as you know, maybe on paper, then they would want a rematch with Washington. And you could argue that they should be the favorite. You know, um, I would probably have them being the favorite if that matchup were to come uh first spread wise. And Oregon State just coming off of a tough game with Washington. It's like, oh, fun, you get to go to a rival who is arguably playing even better, you know, on the road. Um, it's a 14-point game and to me, what this comes down to is I just think the Oregon offense is just clicking on all cylinders right now, and they're on a mission really to to really prove a point and want that opportunity to to beat Washington and, and give themselves a shot, even at a playoff, if, if things go certain ways. But I think they'll be up for this game. They're not looking past Oregon State. Oregon State, you know, they, they've done a good job with DJ Uyunglele. They've got a good defense. They've been you know, they've been playing really well and they gave Washington a tough battle at home. But to come after that, to go on the road to Eugene, which is a really tough place to play, I would not want to go play there. And Oregon is just firing on all cylinders offensively. I, it's a 14 point spread in the contest. I'm taking Oregon minus 14. I just think their offense is too much. And DJU's been doing a good job. That's a lot on his shoulders to go against a team with Oregon who. You could argue, you know, is better offensively than they are, and that's a lot. That's a big task for their defense to keep it within that. So I think I could see Oregon like pulling away late until like a 17, 20 point 
kind of victory, but I'm taking Oregon minus the 14. So, but of course, the big one on Saturday, it's on big noon kickoff. It's the game. Number two, Ohio State going to number three, Michigan. Michigan is the three-point favorite. It's a noon kickoff on Fox. All, all eyes will be on this one. Of course, Jim Harbaugh is not going to be on the sidelines. He's can be a part of the team still, but he's finishing up the three game of his second suspension of the year. So you now will have missed not coached for half the games uh this season. Uh Michigan is a four-point favorite. So it's about so if it was on a neutral field, it would be like basically a pick'em game. And the four points is given for Michigan at home. And this one's really interesting because last week Michigan played a closer game than I was expecting with Maryland. You know, they had the Penn State game, which I thought they they were in control of. And then, of course, they go on the road to Maryland, which is not the easiest place to play, especially when, you know, you have them sandwiched between them and Ohio State and you've got all this other stuff going on with all the, the sign stealing uh, investigation that's going on, the allegedly alleged sign stealing. So, but, you know, they, they took care of business, you know, but Maryland definitely hung around, you know. And for Ohio State, they've got this game circled. So, you know, this is crazy because this game is basically a play-in game for the playoff, you know. Because winner of this game, you know, they'll be undefeated playing Iowa, probably winning the Big Big Ten title. They'll be an undefeated champion, probably the number two seed. If, you know, if Georgia wins out, then they would be the one seed more than likely. And then Georgia, would, this the winner of this game would be number two, you know, one or two in the country. The losers of this game, though, you know, you could argue with so many good, there's so many teams that are uh, so comparable with each other, and there's not a whole lot of differentiators. And there hasn't been a, we haven't had this like chaos type of a weekend where p- teams have picked up losses. You know, you'll be a one loss team, but you're no division titles. You, you didn't even play in the conference title game, and you're facing other conference champions who maybe one loss. You're probably not in there. So it's really interesting um, to think about. So Michigan could be trying to go for a third playoff third conference championship in a row. Ohio State's trying to, you know, break the streak. And if it went on the road in Michigan, it's it's supposed to be, you know, you know, kind of just Michigan weather in November. So it's, it's going to be one of those kind of types of games. It'd be really interesting to me. So it's interesting. It would be interesting to see how Michigan goes against Marvin Harrison Jr. and that offense for Ohio State. Um, how well can Henderson run the ball for them? Um, and then for Michigan, JJ McCarthy, I, you know, they've been, they can run the ball with McCorum uh, and stuff and Edwards. But for interesting for me, I want to see how, how McCarthy plays and how this defense will probably try to take away that. And then and McCarthy, I think, will have to, if, if Michigan wins this game, he will have had to make some plays through the air. And I think Michigan hasn't really been giving him a lot of opportunities. And then the question becomes in this kind of game, you have to, you have to put it all out there, you know. I think, you know, that's what kind of happened to Penn State is they were trying to protect their young quarterback. And, and so you're like, okay, are you doing a bigger game? Like, what are we going to see? And it ended up being that he, he needs still more time, which is totally fine, you know, and to be expected for a sophomore. But for McCarthy, it's like he hasn't thrown the ball that much recently. And then when he did last week, he threw a really bad interception in the red zone. And he can't do that against Ohio State. So to me, and I, to me, this comes down to, I just think, I think there's so much chaos going on in Michigan and they've been able to look past it. But at some point you can reach a kind of breaking point with that. And you don't have Harbaugh on the sidelines and not that they have been doing a bad job, but we're talking like a different level of game. And you know, Ohio State's very invested when it comes to this stuff. 
and, like with the sign selling stuff, I'm sure. And they're very motivated. They've lost two years in a row. They want to get to where they're going to. I just think they have the best player on the field and they're very motivated already. And then you've got all this other stuff going on. I just, and Michigan passing wise that they can't just run the ball like they've been doing against Ohio state. You can't just run it the whole time, you know, cause Ohio state can, can hit some big plays if you give it to them, especially, you know, what they were Maryland was able to do. So I know it's on the road. So I'm taking Ohio state to cover and I, I think Ohio state's going to do it. Um, I think it's a close game. I really like, it's going to be one of those like, you know, rough and tumble kind of games, but I think, Ohio State's just got a little bit too much offensively. And I think it's just too much going on for Michigan, you know? And what happens if Ohio State goes up early and the crowd, you know, kind of can take the crowd out of a little bit. Like, they're not, you know, showing before these past couple years, like, they're aware of how to win up there. You know, it's not – they're very aware of each other as a program. And Ohio State's definitely a program that if you've beaten them – I mean, Clemson fans have known this too. Like, they will – be very aware and this game has been circled but it always is every year but adding all these other motivating factors i just think it's too much that leans towards ohio state which should be a good game but i'm taking ohio state to cover and win on the road and punch their ticket to indianapolis but other games going on this weekend we've got kentucky at number 10 louisville louisville's a seven point favorite at home on abc this one to me is just louisville they've already punched their ticket the ac title game they'll be playing florida state I think Louisville is just, they're just too dominant at home. I, Kentucky's been having a hard time passing the game. I think Plummer and this offense, they're just too dynamic for this Kentucky team. I think, I think Louisville covers and I think they cover pretty easily on that one. Uh, the Iron Bowl, Alabama, 14 and a half point favor at Auburn, Alabama number eight in the country. They're already going to the SEC title game, but of course they got the rival with Auburn. This is a 3.30 kick on CBS. Auburn's licking their wounds after the what an upset from New Mexico State at home, thirty-one to ten. Um, to me, I, this goes one of two ways. This is either like some Auburn home magic that happens, you know, kind of with they didn't beat Georgia earlier, but we saw that them get up for a game that we we weren't really sure how they were going to respond in that, or so you know, that they have that going for them, or you know, or Alabama just goes out early and, and and they're in control the whole game. And I just think Alabama's offense is clicking too much. And Auburn just has been having a hard time passing the ball. And I think it's just really hard for you to be one dimensional against some of these bigger teams, especially with the way Alabama has been playing. I think, and, and Nick Saban, like he'll have those guys ready. They're not going to be surprised about going down there. I mean, they barely won a couple of years ago down there. I, I just think they're just too dynamic. Jalen Miller is too too much with his legs, too. So I have Alabama covering the 14 and a half. Uh, number five, Florida State, uh, six and a half point favorite at Florida, 7 p.m. on ESPN. Um, this one's interesting because both quarterbacks, unfortunately, are out with injury. Jordan Travis had that really bad injury. It was really sad to see. And then Florida's having to go to their backup quarterback, too. Um, Florida's very much like, what team are you going to get? type of team they're playing better as of late and at home uh florida state is the number one team they're undefeated uh in the acc i mean and they're undefeated they're already playing the title game against louisville they're playing the backup um they're able to bounce back and, and play well um i could see this being a this could be kind of an interesting kind of a weird name but i think florida state gets it done because they've got the motive in playing for jordan travis it's a rival game on the road 
this will be close, but I think Florida State pulls it out late. They've just got too many options on offense, and I think Florida Florida can be might be too one dimensional, you know, with ETN and those guys in the running game. I think Florida State will be able to to do it, but, it, but this one will be like you know, like a ten point kind of a game. But I have Florida State covering. Uh, Washington State at number four, Washington. Washington is a 16 and a half point favorite at home. This is a 4 p.m. game on Fox. So Washington's trying to stay undefeated. And as they get ready for probably the, the Pac-12 title game, and Washington State is in a rival game, and, and they're trying to be spoilers and just kind of mess with Washington, especially in the last year of the big, of the Pac-12. I mean, to me, this comes down to when it comes to spreads – Washington, Washington is a good team this year for sure. Like they're, they're, they, they're, you know, they deserve to be a top five team. Their wins have been closer. They've been around that ten point kind of margin, and like they they have a really good offense, but their defense can give up some points and give up some yards. And so for me, it just comes down to that. Washington State can have a good passing offense, and I think too. Sometimes Washington can be a little bit turnover prone. Um, interesting to see if this running game can keep going. But sixteen and a half is just too much for me. I think this could be a two touchdown game, maybe a ten point game, probably. So I have Washington State covering on the road, but Washington winning and being undefeated going into the Pac-12 title game. And I'm predicting against Oregon. Uh, Georgia is a twenty-three point favorite at Georgia Tech. The battle for the state of Georgia, number one Georgia, seven thirty on ABC. Um, this one's interesting because it's just a really big margin in a rival game on the road. Uh, Georgia's already, you know, going to the SEC title game, but 23 points. It's just, it's a lot, man. But however, Georgia has been starting to click on all cylinders. The way they played against Old Miss, you know, last week was really impressive to me. And this team is going to be ready to go. I, I think, too, that from what Clemson was able to do with Georgia Tech is that they've shown that they can be turnover prone. And I just, you know, I've been I've been going against Georgia for a lot of the year, expecting them to to not quite reach that level or, you know, their offense has been quite as good or, you know, Carson Beck to maybe like have like a kind of a so-so type of a game. And they just haven't had that yet. So they got Brock Bowers. It's just too much for me. I think they're in control of this game and I have them covering, um, which is a lot, but I just I have a hard time with a 23 even for Georgia Tech at home. So I'm going to have Georgia covering the 23. Uh, UNC a two-point favor on the road at number 22, NC State. In this uh, Tar Heel State rival game, rivalry game, it's 8 p.m. on ACC Network. Uh, this one's really interesting because you have uh, Brennan Armstrong is starting to play a little better. Um, UNC is, is trying to come back after... Uh, a tough loss, loss at Clemson where they, you know, they had opportunities, but they didn't capitalize and they ended up losing, you know, by a couple scores. And UNC is the favorite on the road, but NC State is the right team. Um, UNC, I just, uh, I mean, you know, you start hearing a little rumbles or seeing some rumbles, you know, on the old, on the old Twitter. Uh, maybe some players will enter the portal. Um you know, or just you just kind of wonder what they're kind of thinking of when, you know, they don't have the goal of going to the ACC title game anymore and they're trying to finish season well. But Frenzy State, I mean, this is like a big – this rivalry game is bigger for NC State than it's North Carolina because uh, North Carolina's big rival is Duke, you know, especially in basketball, and everyone knows that. But Frenzy State, this is like their big – their big rival game. And, and NC State's had North Carolina's number recently, and it's at home – 
NC State's a tough place to play at home. They've got a good defense. Um, I just and you're giving me two points with the home team. You know, I don't know how many playmakers they have, but Concepcion's a good receiver, the freshman for NC State. I I just don't know the psyche of, of North Carolina right now, and I just know how big this is for NC State. Give me NC State at home for with the win. You know, I just I think they they really want this one. And then the big one that I'll of course be paying attention to, and a lot of others, is number twenty four Clemson. Is that we have them as a seven point favorite at South Carolina for the Battle of the Palmetto State, seven thirty on SEC Network. This one's very interesting because Clemson is trying to get to eight wins and South Carolina is trying to get to be bowl eligible and guarantee themselves a bowl game. But uh, South Carolina, you know, they got the win last year in Death Valley, 31-30, and knocked any chance out that Clemson had at a playoff. Um, this one's very interesting. I think to me the big one for this is turnovers. Uh, if Clemson can do what they've been doing offensively at home and, and take care of the ball too, I just I, I think it's too much for South Carolina. South Carolina is they're they've got a good offense when it's clicking, but it's too one dimensional against a good defense like Clemson's. And I think you can block out block out Leggett and make someone else beat you, especially in the running game too. I just think it's too much. The thing is that Willie Bryce is that's a very tough environment when, especially when it's at home and and when it's a night game at home. So that's very tough. That's something big to watch for. So this one should be a good game. But I've got Clemson covering. I think it's just too much. I think it's too much on the road. This team is very focused. Uh, but if you want to hear more of that kind of breakdown, um, we have a new episode out as well, previewing that game on the Hill and Valley, which is a part of our podcast network. But that's it for us. And so just want to go through those picks again. Uh, we got Oregon minus the 14, Ohio State plus four. We've got Louisville minus seven. We've got Alabama minus the 14 and a half. Florida State, the minus six. Washington State plus 16 and a half. Georgia covering the 23, NC State plus two at home with the win, and Clemson covering the seven on the road. So thanks so much for listening, guys. Hope you enjoy a great weekend of college football, and I'll talk to you next week. Thanks.